flying solo tonight and we are coming off of a thrilling 76 to 74 victory the Wildcats over the Seton Hall Pirates at home so some immediate takeaways why this win is so so big for the Wildcats brings their Big East conference record to 4 and 0 9 and 1 overall while the Pirates fall to 6 and 3 in the conference 9 and 6 overall. This is the first time Villanova has played in 27 days. And they go up against the Seton Hall Pirates, the team that Coach Jay Wright says they are just so well-matched against every single year. Four of their last eight matchups coming into this game were decided by no more than two points. Make that five of their last nine after another two-point victory for the Wildcats. So again, 27 days since we last saw Wright squad, two COVID postponements, a lot of issues within the Wildcats organization. First coach Jay Wright tested positive, which put the team on a pause after last playing, beating Marquette on the road on December 23rd, right before Christmas. The team then went back to practice and was paused again after there were more positives within the team. We uh, the, the team missed six games in total, so there will be a long stretch down the run as Villanova tries to make up all those games. But you can certainly say after this victory, the thrilling victory sealed by a last-second Cole Swider foul shot, a last-second Sandro Mamukilashvili miss where it seems like he had an open floor to tie or win this game, send it even to overtime, The Wildcats did not look like this was their first game in the last month. I was very worried about conditioning coming in if they were going to be able to keep up late, and that was not a problem at all for the Cats. So to start, some interesting news. Brian Antoine was active coming into this game. Unfortunately, we didn't see much of him, which was disappointing. We're still waiting to see how much he can bring to this team. But Jay Wright mixed things up with the starting five. We had Con Gillespie. Brandon Slater, Cole Swider, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Justin Moore. The usual starters, Caleb Daniels and Jermaine Samuels, who were both dealing with COVID itself or injuries during this pause. Caleb Daniels especially had a discouraging uh, game, to say the least. I'll get into that more in a bit. But I liked the move from Wright, and I think you saw a lot of energy from Swider and Slater making his first career start and then having Jermaine Samuels off the bench, having uh, scoring the season-high points for him, some great energy off the bench. But I think as conditioning gets better and as this team gets into more of a groove, we definitely see Samuels back into that starting lineup as the senior leader. So this game was close, tons of lead changes throughout until... The Wildcats were really able to get things going down the stretch. But the first half, it was all Jared Roden for the Seton Hall Pirates. 17 points. Seton Hall was absolutely lethal from three, starting off six for six before they really went into a steady decline from there. I think the biggest weakness for Seton Hall throughout this game is that beyond Jared Roden and Sandra Mamokilashvili, they don't get any more production from this team. Mamu really had 23 points and Roden finished with only 19. So he only scored two points in the second half. 
Miles My- Kale and Cheval Reynolds both had 14 points, and bench depth was a real issue for the Pirates as well. Tyrese Samuel and Molson scoring four apiece, whereas on the Villanova side, Samuels off the bench had 20 points. So again, he's a usual starter for them. The Pirates have an interesting season. They're they're competing every year. They have this bona fide star in Mamu. It it's just really the storyline of this season for the Pirates is recovering after the loss of Miles Powell. But they certainly looked in their groove at the beginning of the game, Roden hitting those shots and catching Villanova off balance on defense. They had some mismatches that they wanted to exploit going into this game, and they certainly were able to do that. O- Ike Obiagu is literally on this team as a rim protector. He's nationally ranked in blocks. He had seven blocks in the first half against Georgetown earlier this season, nine in total during that game. And there's really nobody on the Wildcats that can guard him. Jeremiah Robinson Earl tasked with that, did a decent job, really wasn't much of a presence at all on offense. And then having Mamu Kiyoshvili as that four for the Pirates... The next option for the Wildcats to put on him is Jermaine Samuels, which really doesn't stack up there. Kung Gillespie actually played a bunch of possessions on Mamu. Themes, things seemed to get a little bit fiery as it went down the stretch. Definitely some calls that the Pirates and Mamu especially didn't love. But biggest takeaway from this first half is how hot Roden came out. And for the Pirates in the second half how much he fizzled out and how there wasn't any other production from guys off the bench or within the starting five. So to go back to these Villanova players especially, I was incredibly impressed by Justin Moore at the beginning. The way Pat and I have talked about this so many times before, the strength that Moore brings onto this court his fearlessness with the ball driving to the basket against Mamu, who I believe is 6'10", went through the entire NBA draft process last season only to come back to Seton Hall in his senior season to try to to bring this team to the tournament in something big. For Justin Moore, their two-guard to be going out, up against him is incredible to me. Samuels, Pat and I have also talked about the inconsistency that Samuels has brought throughout this season and how we can't rely on Samuels to be taking the most shots. We need Colin Gillespie to be doing that. We need Swider to be doing that. Tonight, Samuels was 7 for for 11 from the floor, 3 for 3 from 3. He turned into a real shooting threat after this 27-day break, and we would love to see more of that down the stretch of the season. And Slater, this is Pat's guy. He, if he developed any semblance of offense this season as we said it would really do wonders to his game he already has the defense down and that's exactly what Slater did in this game he was three for six from the floor one for two from three was able to knock down a couple nice shots around the rim for a total of seven points and it's just bringing some depth to the bulk score on this Wildcat team Colin Gillespie 22 points was only two for five from three but the stat that really sticks out to me eight for eight from the free throw line he was able to hit some clutch ones down the stretch and speaking of clutch free throws down the stretch Cole Swider missed the first one made the second one and that was really when Seton Hall choked this win away honestly Villanova wondering how this team was going to finish after this long hiatus. Two offensive fouls on consecutive possessions. 
Seton Hall had the opportunity to really switch the momentum in their favor, but was able, but actually fouled Swider with two seconds left in this game. And that was when Swider was able to hit one to go ahead 75-74. That next possession to play, Villanova fans will remember for a while. The play Sandro Mamoukilashvili will remember for a while. Molson inbounds, throws across the court, through the hands of Mamu. 1.5 seconds left, which means Mamu would have had the time to put up a shot. And it went straight through his hands. It was a absolute bullet, a baseball throw to get it across the court. And there was a miscommunication on Villanova's defense. And Mamu was able to get hands on it and just wasn't able to secure it in. So that's how Villanova was able to eke this one out. Again, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed with their conditioning. They weren't excellent on defense. I think Seton Hall was able to exploit them on some switches. They actually, Villanova started defense with a, a loose three-quarter court press, maybe just to, to get to transition them into this game. But Seton Hall shot an ungodly 56% from the floor, 40% from three. And Villanova was able to stick around in this one, shooting... 47% and 41% from three, respectively, on their own. 20 trips to the free throw line for Nova versus 12 for Seton Hall. Villanova does an incredible job of limiting opposing teams' free throw attempts. And that was something that Seton Hall really, that was a weakness for them throughout this game, that Mama wasn't able to really exploit the game in the post. But the emergence of that three makes him an absolute elite player. My player of the game on Nova goes to Jermaine Samuels. Just the emergence of that shot was so big for them. We know he's known for the big dunks, but if he is able to have an open look and not be afraid to take it and make it, that's huge for Villanova. And Mamu is the clear MVP on Seton Hall side, 23 points, a game high. Now, some some question marks and some concerns I have after this game. Again, just as much as surprise I have for how well Villanova played after this hiatus, you also have to take into account that it has been 27 days. Coach Wright said after the game that guys like Samuels and Caleb Daniels and Eric Dixon, who he didn't see much of at all in this game, literally practiced for one day. They didn't have any five-on-five contact because they were in those quarantine protocols and some of those guys were dealing with injuries. So Caleb Daniels, he played extremely limited minutes. He didn't start. He fouled out with about four minutes left in the game. That was not a great look for him at all. You hope that more conditioning and more practice and getting back into that routine will help him. And then Jeremiah Robinson Earl, the real anchor of this team and a, a Wooden Award watch list player right now, only three for 12 from the field, one for five from three, had some good looks, just wasn't able to get anything done around the rim or beyond the arc, finished with eight points and only one rebound. That's concerning to me. It shows me that he wasn't that physical in the post against those big guys like Obiagu and Mamu. Again, Wright also said that Robinson Earl is a man of routine and to have two weeks of chaos, to say the least, could play a huge part in that. I think when we play Providence, I think when Nova plays Providence on Saturday, you see a uh, reverting back to the normal starting five of Gillespie, Moore, Samuels, 
Daniels and Robinson Earl, and you hope to see a reemergence of Daniels and Robinson Earl. You hope to see, I mentioned that at the beginning, Antoine is clear to play, was a highly touted prospect, came in last season, played limited in it, li- limited minutes, was limited by an injury, was limited by an injury at the beginning of this season, and now he is back, and we're hoping to see something of him. Also, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, Trey Patterson is coming onto this team in this second second semester, the second half of this season, so it'll be interesting what his role is as he acclimates to the college setting. Overall, a two-point gutsy win over this Seton Hall team. Five of the last nine meetings against Seton Hall have been bes- have been decided by two points or less. This is the type of matchup you expect against the Pirates with or without Miles Powell. Villanova remains the number three seed in the country, nine and one overall. We are the the Cats play Providence on Saturday the twenty third at home again. So it will be the fourth time that the Cats play at the Finn this season. And they're hoping to continue on this momentum. They're, it'll be interesting to see how Coach Wright deals with conditioning this week. After one full game, you'll expect guys like Gillespie to see some rest, while you expect guys like Caleb Daniels and Jermaine Samuels to start seeing some more floor since they have been off for so long. But overall, I'm really happy with the win. Really could have gone either way down the stretch. Kudos to Cole Swider for draining that key free throw. So that'll be it for us. Make sure to check out our regularly scheduled podcast about the NFL divisional round and the NFC and AFC conference championships this upcoming weekend and some free agent signings in the baseball world. We have another Villanova recap episode on Saturday. And without all, with all that being said, go Cats. Go Cats.